Our top stories tonight. We are still in the midst of the offseason. We are still quite away from training camp even. But that does not mean we don't have reports on all these rookies. So we're going to be breaking down all those round one rookies, all those round two rookies, who is working with the starters, who is just a backup, and more on player profiler today. And starting with the quarterbacks, we know that three quarterbacks went within the first four picks of the draft. Will Levis was rumored to go into the top 10. We thought he should have gone top 10, didn't. So just three. And those three quarterbacks are getting the exact same treatment by the team, by their teammates, by their coaches, by the media. It is very clear that all three quarterbacks are the guy for the franchise, starting with Bryce Young, the first overall pick. He is already the leader. He is already leading Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, who's been in the league forever, is looking up to Bryce Young. They finish a drill. They finish a session. And Bryce Young is leading the team, sprinting. Andy Dalton is following Bryce Young to the next drill. Bryce Young has taken command of the team. Bryce Young has taken command of the locker room. This is Bryce Young's team. And they love Bryce Young. You hear any teammate, you hear Brian Burns just rave about how likable is, how funny is. You see Adam Thielen talking about how much he believes in Bryce Young and that the Panthers are going to be a playoff team. Only reason they will be, potentially, is because they play in the NFC South, not because of Bryce Young, but... They love Bryce Young in Carolina. And in Houston, they love C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, according to Case Keenum, looks like a five-year veteran. And isn't it interesting that they have their own version of Andy Dalton in Case Keenum, a backup who can start if he has to. But Keenum is currently the third quarterback on the roster, which means the Texans We'll either have to keep three to have Case Keenum as that mentor, which C.J. Stroud absolutely needs, or they're going to have to move on from Davis Mills because Davis Mills has lost this job. He lost it the second that C.J. Stroud was drafted, but it is clear by the media, by the reports from the Houston Texans, that this is C.J. Stroud's team. And again, none of this is surprising. We should not be surprised at all that Bryce Young is the leader, that C.J. Stroud is the leader, that these teams are treating them like true QB1s. But it is good that it is happening. It is just another box that we can check off, and that's what these quarterbacks do. They just check off boxes. At some point in the near future, they will officially both be announced as starters. Probably just before training camp, will enter training camp. Both will be announced to won the job. Whereas for Anthony Richardson, he is going to win the job. Everyone loves Anthony Richardson. The head coach, Nick Sirianni, loves Anthony Richardson. The GM, Chris Ballard, loves Anthony Richardson, the most athletic quarterback in the history of the NFL. The owner, Jim Irsay, loves Anthony Richardson. The media loves Anthony Richardson. Gardner Minshew, the backup quarterback who is fighting for a job, loves Anthony Richardson. Everyone loves the man. 
and he's going to be starting week one, though. It is still officially a competition. He won the competition already, will win it in time, whatever you want to say. Anthony Richardson will start day one, despite technically being a comp- in a competition. But it's all the same things that we hear about Anthony Richardson. He is talked about the same way Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are talked about. These are all day one starters in the NFL. Whereas Will Levis, Will Levis is QB three right now. He's behind Malik Willis, who looks like he's improved. He still has some ups and downs. I believe Will Levis will pass Malik Willis, but Levis has been inconsistent too. He has been inaccurate at times. At other times, he's shown off the cannon of an arm that he has. It's going to take time with Will Levis. The other three, though, they're day one starters. And if you want to invest in any of these day one starters over on the FFPC, Podfather is here to help you out. Hey, you know, people always ask me, what's the World Series of Fantasy? What's the Super Bowl of Fantasy? And it's easy. It's the FFPC. Their signature players championship has a $6 million prize pool. And their best ball leagues start in February. And they're the answer to so many questions. Hey, what's the best place to get a Dynasty Orphan? Well, you can adopt a Dynasty Orphan at the FFPC right now. There's more orphans at the FFPC than anywhere else on the internet. That's why we partner with them. So if you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, you love Dynasty, you love best ball, you love seasonal leagues... All types of fantasy footballers need to go to the FFPC. And remember, use promo code UNDERWORLD. Promo code UNDERWORLD gets you $25 off your first team. Promo code UNDERWORLD, $25 off your first team, no matter what the format is, at the FFPC. Go get it. Get it over at the FFPC. If you're playing in a dynasty league, you can absolutely go ahead and draft Bijan Robinson because Bijan Robinson is a star on the rise. Bijan Robinson, he's playing running back, he's playing wide receiver, he's lining up in the slot. Bijan Robinson is him. He is almost overdrafted at this point. You cannot get higher. On Bijan Robinson that he currently is, is he still the RB two? Is he still ahead of Austin Eckler behind Christian McCaffrey? Either way, he's already up there. It's crazy how high he has been steamed up. But if we're being honest, no rookie deserves it like he has put it on in his college career. Absolutely love Bijan Robinson. He is going to be a difference maker, but. It's going to be a low-volume offense. He is not going to see the passing game work to get him into that RB1-2-3 range. He is going to be closer to a Nick Chubb carrying the ball a ton. And he'll be fine in the passing game. It just won't be a 50-reception season. It'll be a 30-40-reception season. And that hurts. That keeps you from hitting that RB1-2-3 range. Love Bijan Robinson. He is just not going to get there just, just yet. Space Monkey Mafia is seeing Bijan over Jefferson and Chase. That is disgusting. Whether it is redraft, whether it is dynasty, no matter what, always, always, always 
take Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase over B. John Robinson. In redraft, take Christian McCaffrey. In redraft, take Austin Eckler. In redraft, take a bunch of wide receivers before you take B. John Robinson. It is absolutely crazy town, but B. John Robinson is living up to the hype in camp, and this will not end anytime soon. And it's just going to keep going up and up and up for Jameer Gibbs as well. Jameer Gibbs getting pretty much all the first team reps with the Detroit Lions because David Montgomery wasn't practicing. He was a little bit banged up. He expects to be ready for training camp. But because David Montgomery missed time, that opens the door for Jameer Gibbs. And he showed up and showed out, looked spectacular, moving, shaking as a runner, as a receiver. And of course, it's different for running backs because there's no pads, so you can't actually see them as a runner. But his work in the receiving game, his work in the slot, his work as a wide receiver, Jameer Gibbs is going to be what we wanted DeAndre Swift to be. He is going to be fantastic. We'll just see how many touchdowns he scores. That is the one big worry. But Jameer Gibbs, Theo, my guy Theo Greminger, who hosts the Sonic Truth podcast alongside the Podfather and Alan Sislowski, who hosts the, uh, oh, geez, Louise, his show with Billy First Class Fantasy. How could I forget that? Uh, that is very unclassy of me. So many different shows on the brain here at Player Profiler. But my guy, Theo, he has absolutely been crushing it on air, behind the scenes. Everything Theo does turns to gold. And as he said about Jameer Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs is going to have 40 receptions by week nine. Jameer Gibbs is a star in the making for the Detroit Lions. The final running back that went in first or second round. Oh, Tyreek Hill investigated by best ball fantasy football. Breaking news. I see nothing on this quite yet. So I am going to hold off. Is this a gambling thing? Is this a off-field thing? Regardless, we will see when it actually breaks, who actually breaks it. But keep your eye out on Tyreek Hill. That would be quite a development breaking on the show. Anyways, the other running back that was drafted in the first or second round. Crazy that only three running backs went in round one or two. They all went on day three. Ken J. Miller, Tajay Spears, Devon A. Chain, Tank Bigsby, all went in round three. Roshan Johnson went in round four. The only round four running back as well, but Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet goes round two. He is overdrafted by the Seattle Seahawks. He is a change of pace back. And if you check out the at Roto Underworld account, you'll see that we do not believe in Zach Charbonnet. We believe that Ken Walker is the star of the backfield. We believe that Zach Charbonnet is just a guy. He'll have one drive every three, four drives. He'll mix in for Ken Walker, and that will be it. But Zach Charbonnet, he was drafted. He's working with the second-team offense. We're still seeing plenty of DJ Dallas with the first-team offense. He's got to beat him out, which might take some time. So that is it for the running back positions. The stars look like stars. And Zach Charbonnet looks like he was overdrafted. And if you want to overdraft Zach Charbonnet yourself, if you want to dive in to why 
He is overdrafted. We've got the data analysis tool for you. Podfather, take it away. All right, I want to take a moment today to talk to you about data analysis. The data analysis tool, we listen to the users. What do you want? What do you need? And we made it happen. We added popular reports like a fantasy scoring report, air yards report. And if you want to create a new report, but you don't necessarily want to look through every field, we have quick results. Hey, show me the most popular passing data. Show me the most popular rushing data, fantasy data. Done. And the thing just is much faster than it's ever been. And the report builder got a lot easier. I mean, check this out. We break it down into offense, defense. Show me just fantasy data elements. And then when you get results, hey, show me by draft year. Let's take a look at just certain players that played a certain number of snaps or a certain number of games last year. This is the tool that so many of you have been asking for, plus a bunch of dream features that Billy wanted and Cody wanted and I wanted and Dario wanted. So go to the Fantasy Tools section, click on Data Analysis, or go to playerprofiler.com slash data-analysis. Cannot believe how rude I am. I don't have my glasses on, so I misread. It is Best Bell. It is Bradley Stalder, who was on the show last night, and he actually is correct. Tyreek Hill is under police investigation over alleged assault in battery in Miami, according to TMZ. Uh, after the NFL star was accused of getting physical with somebody in Miami on Sunday. Cops confirmed the probe to us on Tuesday, though they did not disclose further detail of the case, only saying they were investigating an alleged assault slash battery involving the Dolphins player. According to the local 10 News, however, the alleged incident happened at Hallover Marina after Hill got into a dispute with an employee of a charter company at the popular South Florida boating spot. The outlet reported Tuesday the 29-year-old receiver was accused of putting his hands on the employee at some point during the altercation. Hill has been seen on social media on boats multiple times this week. On Father's Day, uh, uh, not really relevant. Neither Hill nor Rosenhaus, who is his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, uh, have publicly commented on the police probe. Hill has been the subject of police investigations before, obviously, as we know. Uh, the Not the best source. TMZ, you're saying, is not the best source? TMZ reporting what the police have reported? No, that is a pretty good source. TMZ reporting what the police reported. It's a good source. I'm not saying one way or another what happened, but no, this is absolutely a story. This is absolutely a thing. Tyreek Hill is being investigated. I'm not saying overreact. I'm not saying panic trade him. I'm not saying he's going to be suspended. I'm not saying anything, but I will keep you updated as this comes in. Twitter in general can absolutely not be a good source, but this is TMZ. This is the actual police in the Miami area. So yeah, this is a real story. I will keep you updated as it rolls in. Thank you to Bradley Stalder. Even when he's not on the show, he is making a difference on the show. Absolutely love Bradley Stalder. Happy that he could tune in. If you didn't catch the show with Bradley and I, check in yesterday. It was fantastic. We talked about how Tony Pollard could be the running back one and the wide receiver one in this draft class, Jackson Smith in Jigba. He is limited, but he is healthy. The Seahawks were saying, hey, you don't need to panic. You don't need to work too hard. You don't need to ramp this up too quickly. Just work slowly. We'll get you there. But while getting there, he has this. Figured it out. Yes, I am 100%. I am back. And he's already working with the first team offense. He is the slot receiver in three wide sets with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Jackson Smith and Jigba is 
a star in the making. Again, Theo has such good takes, such good content. I don't know if Jackson Smith and Jig was going to finish as a wide receiver three this season, but I respect it. It's definitely possible. It's possible that Jackson Smith and Jigba does better than Tyler Lockett this year. It really is. He is that good. As for Quinton Johnston, Quinton Johnston is reportedly the guy. He's that guy per Derwin James. And his run after the catch ability is being highlighted by Ken- Kellen Moore. The issue with Quinton Johnston is he is still the wide receiver for. He has not yet beat out Josh Palmer. And it's going to be tough for him to beat out Josh Palmer. If we're being honest, they do a lot of the same things. Quinton Johnston has to learn the offense. He will get manufactured touches if they truly believe he is a run after catch guy. But Quinton Johnston is still the wide receiver for And until we see him pass Josh Palmer on the depth chart, it's not going to be, he's going to be the worst of these rookies. Zay Flowers, he is a starter already, especially Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham haven't been practicing. Zay Flowers was going to be a starter to begin with. Now he's getting the starting reps in two wide receiver sets as well because of the injuries. Zay Flowers getting a lot of critical work with Lamar Jackson. He and Nelson Aguilar are the starting two wide receivers right now. Nelson Aguilar will be on the Ravens team. He will be the fourth or fifth wide receiver, depending on if he can beat out Devin Duvernay. But Zay Flowers getting some critical work with Lamar Jackson while Odell Beckham works his way to return while Rashad Bateman deals with his injured foot. Zay Flowers is going to have a better rookie year than Quinton Johnston. He is. Just is. I I was so excited for the Chargers to draft a receiver. Then they draft a guy that's not going to beat out Josh Palmer or is going to do a lot of the same things. If they had just drafted Zay Flowers like they should have, who Zay Flowers would be even better. But the real wide receiver two in this class is Jordan Addison. He absolutely dominated rookie minicamp. He looks fantastic. He is phenomenal. He is different. He moves just so, so well, but he did not participate in OTAs. He did not participate in minicamp, though he is expected to return for training camp. I am a believer in Jordan Addison. He has been phenomenal in the meetings, even while he has been out. So, Nothing to worry about with Jordan Addison until we start to see him miss time at training camp. If that happens, then we worry a little bit because then he becomes the third wide receiver. KJ Osborne is the starter in two wide receiver sets, and that brings Jordan Addison just down a little bit more. Not in Dynasty, no matter what, he's the wide receiver two in this class. But in terms of what he does this year, either way, Jordan Addison going to have a better rookie year than Quentin Johnson. So is Zay Flowers. So is Jackson Smith and Jigba. What about Jonathan Mingo, though? Crazy that Jonathan Mingo was the wide receiver five off the board drafted in the second round. He and Bryce Young are absolutely in love because they were working together on the second team when Bryce Young was the second team quarterback all the time. And now Jonathan Mingo, like Bryce Young, he's starting to get reps with the first team offense. And by all accounts, Jonathan Mingo has been better than Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall has been Phenomenal at times and bad at other times with drops, with inconsistency. So Terrace Marshall is going to lose that job to Jonathan Mingo. It looks like on the outside, Adam Thielen in the slot, DJ Chark on the other outside position. Jonathan Mingo is going to beat out Terrace Marshall sooner rather than later. The fluidity 
is being talked about heavily with Jonathan Mingo. This is exciting stuff. Just a real bummer for Terrace Marshall. As for Jaden Reed, Jaden Reed is already the starting slot wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Soon, he will be the starting wide receiver in two wide receiver sets, kicking Romeo Dobbs to the bench. Romeo Dobbs will come on when they go three wide, but Jaden Reed is the wide receiver too for the Packers, and that will be clear in short order. If it doesn't happen for the start of the season, it will happen well before Halloween. And then we've got Rashi Rice, who is mixing in with the first-team offense. Kansas City has a lot of different receivers mixing in with the first-team offense. They got Kadarius Toney. They got Sky Moore. They got Rashi Rice. They got Justin Watson. They have Rich James. Lots of different players in Kansas City. They have, oh, they have everyone's favorite, Justin Ross. But Rashi Rice is going to earn a starting role with the Kansas City Chiefs sooner rather than later just because he is different. Even if it becomes a part-time starter where he and MVS and Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore, they all rotate who the official starter is. It's going to happen pretty quickly just because Rashi Rice, the run after catch, the inside, the slot, he can do things that these other receivers just can't. And as we continue with the wide receivers, our final wide receiver drafted in the second round, Marvin Mims. He is going to be Ted Ginn for Sean Payton. He's going to be the field stretcher. He is going to be the deep threat. He is going to be a rotational piece as a rookie. But as the season goes on, Marvin Mims will creep his way up the depth chart. He will pass Tim Patrick. He will pass Cortland Sutton. And in 2024, at the latest, he will pass Jerry Judy in the pecking order. That is how good Marvin Mims is. I agree, Fantasy Plumber. It is Mims time, baby. It's going to start slow. People are going to be frustrated, which just creates a buying opportunity in trades. But make no mistake, Marvin Mims is going to be the wide receiver one for the Denver Broncos. He is an alpha, the best wide receiver in Texas football history in high school. Phenomenal. Appreciate you, Disco Shoe. Disco Shoe. Disco Stew. My goodness. Show Jack some love. Appreciate you. Make sure you like the channel. You like this video. You subscribe. You hit the little bell. You tune in every time that player profiler today is live. Talking about the tight end class, Dalton Kincaid. This Dalton Kincaid kid is insane. According to Von Miller, Dalton Kincaid making plays all over the field. Dawson Knox. Got a little shaken up, which led to more time for Dalton Kincaid with the starters. But he is still a move tight end. He is the flex tight end. Dawson Knox is the starter. He is the inline tight end. He's going to be doing the blocking. Dalton Kincaid will take time to adjust in the NFL. He's going to have his moments. He's going to flash at times, especially in the red zone. They'll do some two tight end sets. But... Dalton Kincaid is going to take time to become a starter in the NFL. It's like Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews was not a full-time starter as a rookie. Even in his second year, Mark Andrews, he was still competing with Nick Boyle and Hayden Hurst. Mark Andrews was not a full-time player, and that's okay. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Sam Laporta, he is going to be the day one starter for the Detroit Lions. He is not officially the starter yet. It is still Brock Wright, Laporta has to work his way past Brock Wright, but it will happen in short order. Same with Michael Mayer. 
He's technically the tight end three because OJ Howard, technically the tight end two. Austin Hooper, technically the tight end one. But we all know Michael Mayer is going to work his way into that tight end one chair sooner rather than later. But the only tight end that is guaranteed to start week one as a rookie that's Luke Musgrave. Luke Musgrave in the Green Bay Packers is the only day one starter. He has already passed Josiah DeGuara, who was the worst starting tight end in the NFL. Luke Musgrave is going to be something to watch as a rookie. I am so excited about Luke Musgrave. He is such an athletic freak, so fast, stretched down the seam. Luke Musgrave is going to be fun to watch. Hashtag fun to watch. And the other Luke, Luke Schoonmaker, he suffered an injury. He has been in a boot. He has not been practicing as of late. Jake Ferguson, last year's fourth round tight end, is expected to start. Schoonmaker is the Dalton Schultz to the Blake Jarwin of Jake Ferguson. At some point, Luke Schoonmaker is going to take over. When you combine the two, you're going to get a starting tight end in fantasy production, but might not have one. Sorry. You're going to have to guess which one every week, and it's going to be tough to figure out which one. Finally, our final news around the NFL, Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins. Dalvin Cook would like to work with DeAndre Hopkins, thinks it would be epic if the two pair up in a new city. As for DeAndre Hopkins, he is in New York City today, only 40 minutes from East Rutherford, New Jersey which is where the Jets and the Giants are located. Could the Giants take a swing on DeAndre Hopkins, on Dalvin Cook as a backup to Saquon Barkley slash insurance policy for if he doesn't show up? Interesting. Wouldn't that be something the Giants upgrade on Isaiah Hodgins, move him to wide receiver 4-5? Saquon Barkley now has a backup. Now doesn't have to play 80% of the snaps, can play 70% of the snaps. Dalvin Cook can mix in just a little bit. Wouldn't that be something? We also have Tony Michelle signing with the Rams, which is absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. This does not impact Cam Akers in the slightest. Cam Akers in the Super Bowl, coming off the Achilles when he was not 100% had already relegated Sony Michelle. Cam Akers is far healthier now. Sony Michelle not guaranteed to make the roster. He's competing with Kyron Williams, with Zach Evans, but Cam Akers is the clear cut one. These guys are just fighting for the scraps behind him and not fighting for scraps, fighting for millions is Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp, as I said, he escaped Skip Bayless. He deserves the freedom that he has earned happy for Shannon Sharp that he does not have to deal with Skip Bayless anymore. And now he's in talks with FanDuel about replacing Pat McAfee. Shannon Sharp potentially going a more independent route, which, as I must say, the independent route player profiler, as we independently build ourselves into a media empire. Good luck to Shannon Sharp. Excited to see what you build. And Stay tuned to Player Profiler and Player Profiler today and see what we build.